0: Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of Health Shift, my podcast that bridges the gap between conventional modalities and ancient healing for complete mind, body, and spirit well-being. And please note that these discussions are not medical advice, nor should they be used in place of medical assessments and treatment. Today I'm doing a solo cast on mental illness, mental wellness, and somewhere in between. I often spend as much time on psychology, neuroscience, and spirituality as I do on functional medicine, genomics, and nutrition. After all, we are fed or malnourished in all of these areas. My mother used to say to me, Julie, Tuesday's child was born to have a hard life, and you sure have. I guess there are times when I could relate to that, but I've grown to view challenges as opportunities and to find the lessons for personal growth and support for others. Today's discussion is about my evolving definition of just what is mental illness, mental wellness, and the gray area in between. I've been passionate about this topic since I was a little child, first witnessing a favorite aunt with psychotic behavior, and then being in class with a few folks who were teased and bullied for being retarded as these folks were labeled in the 50s and 60s. I always had a soft spot in my heart and would talk to them, include them in activities at school. After all, I was obese and often left out and bullied as well. In college, I took every psychology class that I could and went on to study psychology and counseling in graduate school. I was preparing to start my doctorate but became pregnant after years of infertility. And then the convoluted ride of being married to a brilliant and talented man turned into a nightmare. His psychotic behavior left me in fear for my safety and that of my child. I witnessed a craziness that could have been a bestseller or a hit at the movies, according to my uncle. I repeated that pattern a few times in my life only to learn that I was repeating patterns that were from my childhood. In my professional work, I have always found that those who are emotionally unwell feel safe with me, not judged, but supported. My woundedness has been a gift for many patients, but it had remained a blind spot in my personal life for so many years. I attracted those who felt damaged, and in the process of supporting them, I also enabled behavior that was not good for them, rather than setting effective boundaries. It is often a double-edged sword when compassion and empathy are driving forces, but also have an undercurrent of past personal trauma. Nonetheless, I have continued to reach out to those in my family who are no longer a part of my life at this time, because I know there's a very good likelihood that none of these psychotic experiences are even remembered. I'm grateful that I've been able to forgive them during absolutely terrifying times and I'm also grateful that I survived them because I get to share with others, both women and men, that we can get to the other side, that wounds can heal, even when they're emotional wounds. The hardest part of all of this is not having feedback, not having the other person's perspective and experience to listen to. I always ask for feedback because I want to learn, grow, and face my shadow side in blind spots. And it's not always an easy process, but without data, how can I be in another's shoes even if that person's reality is more like a bad dream? This brings me to the question, how do we define mental illness and is it permanent? I don't think so in every case. And we are now at the time in development of science and spirituality to acknowledge that healing can take place spontaneously or with diligent, hard effort on all planes, mind, body, and spirit? How do we protect those who are ill and also those around them, yet also allow for growth and transformation? We have come a long way from mental institution days, the ones when I recall my aunt was very sick many years ago, you know, the white cinder block walls, and yet we have an enormous mental health crisis. Why? I believe it comes down to personal and societal values. Our society values and worships things, money, prestigious jobs, rather than the intrinsic value that every human being brings to this world. Most every day in my work, I ask my clients to spend some quiet time pondering their unique gifts to this world. I suggest to my college students to not put so much pressure on their course of study, being their life work, but to take this time to explore, learn, read, socialize, and appreciate others. Perhaps if we slowed down a bit, spent time in nature, reflecting on the important questions, who am I? Why am I here? What gifts do I bring to humanity? Maybe we can get, begin to shift the tide. I also believe that bringing shamanic medicine work the intentional use of psychedelic medicines into the conversation without judgment will allow this process to unfold as it should. We are coming full circle back to these ancient healing traditions. Only this time we do have advancements in science to support the process. I remain hopeful. Mental illness need not be for life, but mental wellness can be for life. And if you like this podcast, please rate, review, and share with your friends, your family, your coworkers. I'm on a mission to change the current paradigm of healthcare and mental healthcare. You can find me at juliefreeman.net, on Instagram at juliefreemanmindfulwellness, and on YouTube at Julie Freeman Functional Medicine La Jolla. Until next time.